Welcome to the podcast. I'm Carla Joy Treadway. I'm here to help you navigate nuanced conversations and explore topics that demand your attention and awareness. There is no topic off limits here. Together, we will seek to find the middle path, explore the polarities of darkness and light, left and right, grace and grit. As a writer, life coach, and seasoned yogi, I'm in the business of awareness and conscious action. I'm here to create space for the conversations that need to be had in order to create solutions that bridge the divide between humans. Sensemaking will use practical, logical, philosophical, and spiritual tools to help us gain well-rounded perspectives on issues that strike a chord. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sensemaking. I'm Carla Joy Treadway. I have a very special guest with me today. I have with me Buck Angel. Buck Angel is a little bit of an icon. You're a legend. Uh, you're a, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm going to start high. You're a world-renowned <laughs> speaker. Um, and you have just the simple but so important message of empowerment and, and self-acceptance. Um, Buck is a transsexual man or trampa as he likes to say. <laughs> he's a transsexual innovator, sex educator, American adult film star, and now advocate for not just trans individuals, but can I just say you're an advocate for common sense and honesty? Right on. Humanity, humans. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to add um, to that intro? No, it's pretty thorough. <laughs> you know, people <laughs> say I, icon and things like that to me or, you know, um, uh, that I'm a, you know, these, this person, but I'm not, I just really don't want people to put me up here. I want people to see me eye to eye on, on some level. That's how I work best. I work best when people see me in, as we look in each other's eyes that I'm, I'm not any better than anybody in this space. I just have a different experience and it's important that my voice does not get lost. That's the most important thing. I think people understand why I'm here because I believe my experience counts as something and I've lived a life of craziness. <laughs> you, you wouldn't even believe it. So I have to write a book. You wouldn't even believe that that's been my life. So I appreciate you saying that beautiful intro about me. So Buck, you've been in the trans space for over 30 years now, um, but this this started for you really young. Um, you started experiencing these feelings at, at five. Mm -hmm. can, you, can you tell us a little bit more about this journey to becoming trans, um, knowing that you already, you, you were experiencing it so, so young, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, right. So I'm 60, I'll start with that, born 1962. Uh, really in, in Los Angeles, in the San Fernando Valley. So, so really I'm growing up in the 60s and 70s where we didn't have any of what you see today. Th thank you, thank you, goddess of the universe. So, so of course I have my own turmoil stuff, but that being said, you know, I was a tomboy. I'm, everyone can probably relate to that. I was a tomboy, I was considered a tomboy. We didn't talk about trans. That was very, even not even heard of. I think there was maybe two transsexual people that were in the media when I was growing up, but that was never even something that was in my head. I I just felt like a boy, right? Whatever that even means. I just felt like a boy. I want to dress like a boy. I want to be a boy. I have two sisters. That's very important. I have an older sister and a younger sister. I'm the middle child. We grew up in a very average, you know, home. 
of, of average parents. Yeah, you know, my dad was pretty amazing. He really taught us as girls to not take shit from the world and to be up, you know, to be forward. My, my both my sisters are powerful. One's a cop, the other one is like owns their own business. You know what I mean? Like that's how we were taught to be as girls. But my sisters just kept going that way to be powerful women. And I never felt that way. I just felt like a boy. And they let me dress like a boy. They call me the boy name. It was never really any stuff. I had a great childhood. Excellent. You know, kids teased me sometimes, but I would beat them up and then and then I would win. And then, you know, <laughs> I would be the boy again. So I think all those struggles were excellent for me. And so fast forward to 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 puberty, which is something that's on everybody's mind now, right? Puberty is especially in the trans space. But, you know, puberty was late for me. I didn't start puberty until I think 16 or something. And as a girl, that's late. And that did cause a little turmoil because my breast started to grow and I got the dreaded period, but I went through it. I went through it and I made it to the other side. Most definitely turmoil. Most definitely I had struggled with not only my gender, but my sexuality. And so eventually, you know, coming into a space where I was living as a butch woman and, um, you know, I didn't graduate high school. I was kind of a lost soul. I didn't understand. I didn't, I flunked out of everything. The only thing that kept me going was sports. I excelled really well in sports and, and running, but back in the day, females weren't sort of, you know, pushed into that space so much as men were. So my, I always saw this as a, as, as I felt like a boy, whatever that means. Right. And I went to a lot of psychiatrists and that, and they just kept calling me a very, you know, male identified female, which probably possibly that was the case. But you have to remember, I didn't have people pushing on me to transition. I didn't have, in fact, it was the opposite. It was sort of like, well, you know, maybe you're just a masculine woman. So I tried it. I tried it. I tried living as a masculine woman, which means I tried living in a female gay space. And I did that for many years of my life. But I, there was always that inkling and that thing in the back of my head that I'm not a woman. I don't I don't believe that. In fact, finally, I found a therapist who who believed me and helped me move into transitioning. And that was 30 years ago. And that wasn't just transition. It wasn't just, OK, cool. You feel like a dude. Let's get you some hormones. Let's get you some chest surgery. That's my. Oh, it took years mm -hmm. upon years. And that's where my fight starts. My fight starts in the space of what are we doing? This is a lifelong commitment. You have to make sure somebody is 100%. And I am so thankful for not only my therapist, my endocrinologist, the people who pushed back on me, told me this is irreversible, told me I will never go back to living as a woman. Thank God for those people, because I made that choice at 30. And I've never looked back. I'm I'm literally the happiest tranny on the earth because I made a decision as an adult and I went through turmoil. And I and I believe in on some level struggle and turmoil. Mm. Well, and I, I live in Canada and mm. it was two years ago that our prime minister passed a bill where all those services that you received are no longer available. You can only, as a therapist, affirm. So someone comes in and they're like, yep, you are. And you're not allowed to have that pushback. And That's I was right. watching all these people on the left applaud it because it was such a hateful thing that someone might actually need therapy for this. And, you know, I've known, I've always been in gay spaces my entire life. And I've known two trans people growing up and and both unfortunately have passed one from suicide and one from a drug overdose and it's 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 something that i've always had like the red flag on because we need to support all people and their lifestyle but also i see that it's a really 
challenging decision that there's a lot of things that people are grappling with when they're becoming yeah. trans. And it's not a therapist's job to affirm. It's a therapist's job to push back and ask questions. <laughs> I'm laughing because, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been through, I've been, let me tell you, probably 10, 20 years of therapy. My whole life, I'm in therapy all the time. I believe in therapy. I think it's and excellent. I think everyone should be in therapy. But that being said, the therapy I had was pushing back on me in a way that wasn't no, you're, it was never negative. It was always, let's talk. What does it mean? She would ask me stuff like, what does it mean to be a man? I can't, I couldn't even answer that back then. I can't even answer it now. For me, it was always a feeling. Yet she kept pushing on me. Are you sure? Blah, blah, you know what I mean? So I, in America, we have the same nonsense. We have affirmative that that's not therapy. That's mm -hmm. just telling a kid you're right. I mean, so, so could you imagine if parents were forced to affirm their child's every belief at home? If I'm, I'm a parent and it, can you imagine if my 10 year old was like, well, F you dad, I'm not doing the dishes. And I'm like, okay, affirmation. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that absurd. You, you are doing a child a disservice when you do mm -hmm. not push back on them. And you're doing a trans person a disservice when you mm -hmm. do not push back on a transition. And it, it's funny that I even have to say this, but before we even get get into this, um, I have so much love and respect for adults who are living their lives, no matter their political stance, their race, their religion, their beliefs, as long as they're not hurting anyone, so much respect. And it's wild that to have this conversation that you and I are about to have right now, it's going to mean something about us <laughs> <laughs> it means we care so let me just interject for a minute it actually means we care no matter what i don't care what any of those wingnuts say i care and you care and it's why me and you step up as adults and since when aren't we allowed to have a conversation about something we feel is dangerous right so so all of a sudden everyone in the world is going to agree with this are you insane there's no way first off anyone I lived a life of beauty before all of this. I never had the pushback I get now from even my own community. And, and, and some people in the world are seeing us as complete wingnuts. Like they need to see people like myself and people like who are transitioning. And I'm going to say it, people are going to get mad at me, but for the right reason, right? This isn't an identity choice. We have given people this idea that transition means you're identifying as a trans person. That has never been what trans is. Trans has always been in a medical space. It's always been a mental disorder. It's always been that you want your outside to align with your inside. It's always been a means and a way to walk the world with the rest of you. So I don't understand this identity thing because I'm not, I do not identify as a trans person. I identify as a man. I had a sex change on some level, right? And that's where we knock heads because I don't believe that's where I'm like, oh, you guys are choosing it as an identity and trying to pretend like it's not a medical diagnosis or a mental disorder. But why? I don't understand why anyone would want to be trans. It's not a beautiful life on some level. Well, and, and that was why I, I drew attention to the only two people that I've ever had in my life. Like it, it, it's a huge decision. It's a really hard thing. And the way that it's being painted right now is it's kind of a joke or it's really light. And one day you are, and one day you aren't. And it's, it's such an easy decision that even a five-year-old could do it and there's no side effects and nothing wrong and you can just use it. 
<laughs> oh my God. I know that's why I stand here. Let me tell you this real quick. I do not care what an adult does. If you cut your arms and legs off, you didn't do your due diligence. I'm sorry, my friend, but you're gonna have to live with your mistake because the internet exists now. I did this before the internet and I didn't make a mistake because I took was slow and steady. So if anyone and an adult out there is doing this and then decides that it's wrong and then mad at everybody, you can't do that. You got to understand this is a long-term thing. Now, that being said, I think a lot of people are being fed misinformation and they are making wrong choices because they're giving wrong information. I'm here for the children. I'm here because there's no way a five, a 10, not even a 15 year old understands who they are to the extent of removing breasts, taking hormones, you know, uh, having irreversible. I hope everybody hears me irreversible. Mm -hmm. This lie that it's reversible is what's going to come back to not only take out transsexual people, but so many of these youth that are taking medication that they should not even be anywhere near. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, about the hormones and, and how they do affect people? Because I, I think a lot of people are still brainwashed by mainstream media and mainstream wow. media says it's not a big deal. Um, so so why are puberty blockers and, and hormone therapy? Why, why is that a big deal? So first, I'll let you know that we have built a website called pubertyblockerssuck.org. So if you ever all want to go, we're putting tons of them. And it's a it's not a biased space. We're getting all kinds of we're even showing some people who have benefited from puberty blockers. But that is literally like <laughs> one in 200,000. Right. So so what what I want to say here is puberty blockers are irreversible. And I think anybody who understands biology and understands the human body and understands puberty is the next step in evolution in a human being. It's going from literally being like not a man or a woman, a child to a man and a woman. And you can see it happen in puberty, right? So, so what, so think, just think that blocking that, think that, how do you even think, well, let's say you put a child from 10 to 11 on puberty blockers. You've now knocked out that puberty from age 10 to 11. How do you think you're going to get that back? And how do you even think that that is a possibility when you literally took out that whole year? Where's that year going to come back when you put them off of puberty blockers? You've lost that year, that year of importance of growth of the body, growth of the brain. Now, now they're even saying the puberty blockers they're using is causing irreversible damage, like blood blindness, deafness, bloody, uh, it's just, I mean, insane stuff. And you're giving that to 10 year olds. I mean, I can show you so many women who are put on Lupron for, for, um, you know, reproductive problems and their life has been disastrous suicide attempts, all of it. So I can prove to you that I gave you that website right there. I'm not just saying it. It is, it is actual information that is being blocked by the li liberal media, because the, the you know the conservative media talks about it. They do over here in the United States. The liberal media will not talk about it, and I mm -hmm. think it, I find that to be really horrible not, journalism. You've got to always give both sides of the story. Nothing is look. Nothing is one hundred percent. So for them to say puberty blockers are just candy, and then is is anyone who knows anything about medicine would know that there's always side effects to any medication. So there's that. Then there's hormones. All you got to do is look at me. Okay. So basically everything you see here, except my surgery to remove my breasts is literally from testosterone, nothing else. 
nothing else. So um, look at me. There's no way I could go back to looking like you, which I did. You're a handsome man. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. But that being said, I could never go back ever. So this idea that you can literally play with the hormones, anything that happens to you during this hormonal treatment will never reverse ever. So now you're lying to young girls because what we know the majority of young people are who are transitioning are young girls and young girls are going bald. They're growing beards and mustaches. They're cutting off their breasts and then they're going, whoops, right? Whoops should never be on your in even in your psyche. There's no whoops with this. This is a complete total commitment. I find it sort of like a marriage and I'm not allowed to get divorced. So I married this and now I'm stuck with it. And now I have to figure out then the best way to move forward with finding this. Luckily, I don't feel like I need to get a divorce. Why do you think they're censoring all the side effects and the reality mm-hmm. of this? Well, you know, (laughs) I'm going to just say it. I I do believe there's some financial gain in this. They're pushing it too hard and they're pushing it too fast. And all the medical associations are behind it. Same in Canada. But you guys have a social medical system, right? So it's a little bit. But you also have a privatized medical system in Canada, don't you? Um, It's mostly social. I don't know the details in regards to this surgery. Um, I mean, doctors get paid. Does doctors get paid and then depending on like you could get a, a GP won't make as much as someone that does um, like certain advanced surgeries, for example. So, for, you know, people there are getting go. paid for sure. Oh, my God. So so this is an advanced surgery because it's yeah. top surgery, bottom surgery, vaginal, plasty surgery. All these are specialty. So there's money to be made. I mean, come on, Matt. I mean, you really have to have your head in the sand if you don't see the financial part of this. They're pushing. There's a doctor that's doing like 40 top surgeries and jumping around and going, I do 40 top surgeries a month. I want to puke. Like, are you kidding me? Where are your ethics, lady? You're Mm -hmm. supposed to be doing beautiful things for people. This is harmful, especially when I see the majority of kids. If I didn't see one kid detransition, I wouldn't be sitting here with you. I'd be like, yeah, great. This is how, but there are a massive amount of kids who are already removing their breasts going, whoops, I made a mistake. And it's not one, it's not two, it's like thousands. (laughs) I'm like, I mean, Mm -hmm. what? And they're hiding them. So that's when I'm like, I'm stepping up to the plate. How dare you hide these poor kids? How dare you show the damage that your lies are are doing? And that's why they hide them. They hide the damaged ones, right? And they only try to show the happy ones. And there's there's definitely a a heavier push in the US from what I can see, especially in schools. And I've I've been doing a lot of digging into Canadian schools and the curriculum to see exactly what, what they are pushing and what they are saying. But like the wild thing to me is, why are you talking about this in schools, period? Like people are like, well, how will they find the information (laughs) pretending like the internet doesn't exist? We have the internet. (laughs) That's right. And every kid knows how to use the internet. So don't try it. Number one, number two, why are you only pushing LGBTQ issues? That if you're going to do that, you got to open the te- you got to open it up to for everyone to push their issues like Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, right? I'm going to go on and on and on. So why are you only only sort of pushing this LGBT agenda? That's what it, and also 
Why do kids need to learn about that in school? They're going to school to learn about stuff like, you know, biology and history and science and, and all kinds of cool stuff. This is burdening these children. This is making these ch children think about things they don't need to think about because trans is a very small population and, it, and it, that's the way it should be. We shouldn't be encouraging people to transition. We should be saying, hey, wait a minute. If it's for you, we're going to send you through a therapist and we're going to figure it out and great and you'll do it healthy. But to let kids just self-ID as trans and like, that's really insanity up, upon itself. And I wouldn't have a problem with anyone identifying if surgery and medication weren't part of the process. Mm -hmm. So I, I've always known that like, people are born gay, there's no doubt about it. You're, you're gay or you're not yep. trans yep. is absolutely a thing. Yep. What do you think about this? Like non binary 62 gender? <laughs> What do you think about that space? I mean, I can't laugh, not laugh because I'm 60 and I'm like the kids, <laughs> you know, like when I was growing up, I was a punk rocker. And, you know, even when I was a gay woman, we had gender nonconforming. That's not new. This non, they just renamed gender nonconforming to non-binary. It's been around forever and it will be around forever. And half my gay man friends were all gender nonconforming in the in the 90s. But that being said, non-binary is a choice. Right. So that's what people need to understand. I didn't choose this. This is an actual disorder. I never chose to be and take this route in my life. It was a necessity for me to stay alive. So non-binary is an identity choice. It's why I don't understand how they're putting non-binary with trans or two different spaces mm -hmm. on, on some level. And so what I do know is that the non-binaries have taken over the trans space. That is 100 percent true. And you can see it. And they're the voice. And it's why I removed myself along with thousands of other people who I identify as transsexual, because we do not want to be around those people. Those people are saying stuff that does not align with our transition. We, I personally don't believe in a lot of things that they say, and they, they bully, they're bullies on some level. Now, I have a lot of non-binary friends. And again, it's an identity choice. I don't really care. But if we're talking about it in that sort of whole space, I believe that they have sort of co-opted the trans space on some level and appropriated us and are using us in a means and a way to make it a political space now and i'm not a i'm not this is not a political statement i'm making this is a life-saving statement i've put myself out in the world for many years in order for people to see me and also maybe there are some people who need to transition and i've always been that person that wanted to be look i live an amazing beautiful awesome life i want you to have it if you need it it's, it was never nasty or ugly right so for me, I see nasty and mean and ugly language coming out of there that does not resonate with me. That's never been my space. My space was to show you that for, for you to accept me, I have to show you that this has been an amazing, beautiful experience for me. And you do say that, like you say that transitioning literally saved your life. That's right. It did. I tried suicide a couple of times as a youngster, you know, I was an alcoholic, a drug addict, cutter. I mean, I could go on and on. I was just a mess until mm -hmm. I became this person. And it's why I know this is real and why I know many people have gender dysphoria and why I fight for that space. And, you know, there, there are young people that were like me when I was a kid, but I didn't do the medication. And look at me today. I'm thriving. I struggle because I am a believer of struggle. No kid wants to struggle. Who wants to struggle? <laughs> 
but you and I both know on some level, struggle is the key to the next level. Because how can I resonate with other people who struggle if I haven't struggled? So what I see is these young kids are not struggling and they're mad at the world because they, on some level, unconsciously know they need to struggle, but they're refusing to struggle. They think they're in entitled space and they deserve anything and everything they want. And that's just not true. And they're looking for a quick fix. Like right. I, there's a lot of kids that are struggling and they're depressed or they're, they're a nerd or they're picked on yeah. and they want like, oh, why am I suffering? Oh, it's because I'm trans or it's because I'm non-binary. And it's like, no, it's because you're 13 and, <laughs> as hell, and that's just something we all go through. And some of you maybe are, but yeah. I don't know. I have a 10, a 10 year old and a 13 year old and the last two years, all of a sudden they, you know, they come home from grade seven and literally half their class is gay or pansexual or bisexual. And I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Sorry. But you see what I, and then I have a 10 year old. So he goes to a private school. I'm very lucky that I got him into a private school here in California. The school system is insane. I kind of think it's like Canada. And mm -hmm. so I'm not cool with that. I'm not, I mean, as an LGBTQ member, I'm not cool with it because I just don't think kids need that right away. I think eventually maybe down the road. And also it should kind of on some level be an elective. Like, do you want to be put in that class or do you want to go in that class? I also don't think forcing people whose religious beliefs might not be positively LGBTQ. And I don't have a problem with that, right? I don't, the whole world isn't going to like me. And that's the other thing we are not teaching kids. The whole world isn't going to like you. <laughs> that's just the reality of it. They're not going to like you because maybe your skin color, maybe your sexuality, maybe the way you speak. But somehow we're inundating these kids with this idea that everyone needs to be accepted. That's just not going to happen. And I don't believe that's teaching reality on some level. And also, why is LGBTQ this thing now that we have to teach children in seventh grade about their sexuality, that, mm -hmm. that is just, yeah, they're taking these labels on because it's cool and hip, right? They don't even know what pansexual means yet. They're all, I see them. I see all the seventh graders. They're all pansexual. It's like, you're not even having sex. How are you pansexual? <laughs> the thing that I really notice right now, and I've heard you say it before, that respect needs to go both ways. And right now, respect does not go both ways. So yeah, just right. like you said, would you be comfortable in your school, at a public school, for them to have a class about being Christian and being in a monogamous straight, straight relationship? People would fucking blow their lids. But now you have to go along with another ideology. So it, it's not going both ways. And I think no. most of my gay friends are really reasonable and extremely respectful but then i have some that they re yes there are bigots in the world yes there are hateful people but i think what some people in the community miss is that um people are allowed to have boundaries around sexuality right. and they might be more reserved and it might not have to do anything with gay or straight yeah. so are if you wouldn't go into a gay bar for example and say stop doing that Stop, That's like right. stop the drag show, but yeah. they want to have the drag show come into the schools and then they get mad that people are mad. And it's like, no, no, no. Like now you're coming into this new space. That's not an adult space. And this is where that, that two-way highway isn't, it's not happening. The, it's not. They're demanding that you accept me, but there is no recognition for respect for other people. That's why it won't work. You just right there. 
it won't work. So I just want everybody to understand this isn't going to be forever. It's horrifying right now. It's scary. There's so much weird stuff happening. I don't get it. But we're in a we're in a world, I think, where things are, you know, changing on some level. Technology is changing us, the way we communicate. COVID came in and just really made everybody a weirdo. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> we're just in this weird space. And then somehow the trans narrative got sucked into this whole thing and became powerful during COVID. I really saw an upswing in it during COVID. And I think because of the isolation and all kinds of layers of things. And so, so I don't, because it's built on a false uh, narrative, this whole trans thing is built on a, you cannot expect people to, to respect what you're doing or be cool with what you're doing. If you don't respect what they're doing and how cool they're doing, it just won't work. It's why mm. I am who I am today because I, res- even if you hate me, I respect that. I don't have any worries that you hate me. We just don't need to be around each other and that's okay. And I'll find my, I just like, so this is what's happening. I think you, because you get your feelings hurt, you, you think the whole world hates you. And that's what we're teaching young people. People will hate you forever, forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. just a reality of the world and, everyone has different opinions, different ways of being. So I'm totally on board with you in the fact that we're not allowed to sort of even have this conversation without being called bigots, yet they're allowed to be bigots. But there's a light. I see it. There's a light at the Mm -hmm. end of this tunnel. And it's literally, the problem is, is that a lot of the people who are trying to do good work, we're all going to get smashed out. Like I'm going to lose my own medical space because of this. They're going to take all of the trans rights away because these wing nets have put us in this weird space where people dislike what we're doing. And now I, as a person who've done this for so long and really need my medical space, will get it taken away. And that's that's what we need to really understand. It's not going to help us. It's actually hurting us. Those are my my two biggest fears. One is we're not just providing this information to children. We are pushing this onto children and we're creating a, a monstrosity. This is a horrible situation. Wow. And then my other concern is we, you're right, you're going to lose those spaces. We were yep. in a time and place, I think, where there actually was a lot of respect and oh my God, and inclusion. And now because they took it way too, they went after the kids, they took it too far. Now that pendulum is going to ride to the other yeah. side yeah. and you're yeah. going to see yeah. way more intolerance for the gay community. It's already happening. I already see it. So within the trans community, there's huge homophobia. Oh my gosh. I don't even know if you see that. There is so much homophobia. And for I'll give you an example. This whole idea that if you don't date a trans person, you're transphobic. That statement in itself is so homophobic <laughs> and so transphobic on some level. How dare you tell somebody? That's like going back to 1950 or whenever, maybe even the, the, the 70s when they would tell gay men, oh, you never slept with a woman. That's why you don't know how good it is. It's the same actual rhetoric that trans people are saying, if you don't sleep with a trans or you don't have sex or you're not dating, then you're transphobic. That is so insane. And that's what's coming out of this community. That's homophobia. And when they also say sex, right? Biological sex is not real. That's also homophobic because gay people are called same sex attracted for a reason. (laughs) So these are the, 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 the lies and the deceit that are taking us out. People, it will not last. Right now, it somehow got creeped into your government, into my government. The UK's government is woken up. You know that. They, they woke up in the UK, and they're, they're taking all those people out. They're taking mermaids, t- Tavistock. They're showing all the scary stuff they've been doing. Okay. 
Well, and I sent you a message on Instagram because you have these conversations with with people in the trans community and you are being censored and canceled for sharing detransitioning stories. <laughs> yes, I am, friend. <laughs> but the, the thing is the cancel, right? That's just ridiculous mm -hmm. behavior. And I, I don't even let that get into my mind. Everyone's like, cancel Buck Angel. I'm like, go right ahead. Just keep putting my <laughs> name out there. That's all yeah. I needed. That's free PR. <laughs> just keep, keep doing it, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I like you think you're so smart. <laughs> we'll see. Here I stand, right? They've been trying to counsel me for years. Here I here I stand. I'm not that actually just lit a fire under my ass when you say stuff like that. Like, don't push mm -hmm. on me like that. Let me say what I want to say. If you want to have a fight with me, I, I will not back down. So so that being said, yeah, they hot what I said earlier. They're trying to hide a portion of my community that I have a lot of empathy and compassion for because they are still part of the trans community as far as I'm concerned. They took the same route I did. It did not work out for them because it never was for them. They're possibly just, a lot of them are gay women. You know that. They, a lot of them identify as gay people. And so so I'm like, they, they took the wrong route, which they should have never taken. So how can I hate them? And it doesn't affect my transition in any way, shape or form. And in fact, it shows you how important my transition is for me and people like me. And it shows that those people should have never taken that space. So I, what I said earlier, they're hiding them because they're the, they're the bad side of the transition, right? They only want to show happy, happy, happy trans people. And, you know, the hashtag, I, I knew when they made this hashtag, we're in big trouble. They were trans is beautiful. Hashtag trans is, I go, trans is far from beautiful. You got to shoot testosterone, get surgery. Like, I mean, I could go on and on. Every day you wake up, you know, you're trans. Like it's not far from beautiful, but you see the rhetoric and that sort of, I, I find that to be like the little cherry dangling in front of the kid's face. Trans is beautiful. So yeah, D-trans people are the people who got caught in that cherry, that dangling cherry. <laughs> Sad. Well, and, and back in the day, you needed to have gender dysphoria to be trans. Yeah. You don't, you don't need that now. I, like, <laughs> I, I could just say I'm trans like today. Today, I'm just I'm trans now. <laughs> That's, I mean, I'm laughing because it's absurd why anyone would want to be trans, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you literally want to be in a minority group of people and you want to be in a group of people that have really a, a, a disorder and it's not a game and we have to medicate ourselves and surgery and so forth. So yeah, they've made self-ID because, and they made this thing that you don't need gender dysphoria to be trans. That's when I was like, right, <laughs> whatever you kids are doing over there, you can, and that's the dangerous spot right there because you don't need to go through a system anymore you can say you're trans even at 16 and with your parents permission you can have a double mastectomy it's like wow what world do we live in right now and you wait in five years the kids now that are saying woohoo uh -uh, it's gonna be a disaster and are we gonna hold all of these surgeons accountable or not because these kids sign a waiver that says you cannot hold the surgeon accountable for doing a double mastectomy on someone who was never really trans. I find it deeply disturbing that they're separating child from parent as well. Like I, I can see both sides. I understand why they have safe spaces for kids in school where they can talk about being gay if maybe their parents aren't really all that progressive. I do understand that. However, our schools are controlled by the state. So that is literally the state getting in between the children and parents. That's not right. Nope. 
nope, I won't let it happen. It's happening here too. Uh-uh, nope, sorry. That's why my kid goes to a private school. There you go. So I just took my kid out of that, put him in that. And I said, nope, you will not touch my child. That's my child. I hate when I see teachers going, our kids, my kids, these aren't your kids. And number one, number two, you better tell me what you're teaching in that class and keeping secrets from my kid and telling them that they can do X, Y, and Z at school. And we won't tell your parents is sick because now you're teaching my kid lying is okay. Cause that's lying. And I have an amazing relationship with my kid. He knows you do not lie. I don't care if you stole something, you tell me, we'll figure it out, dude. You stole it for a reason, but you will never be scared of me. You will never get spanked. You will never get, we will figure it out. But so that's because I don't want him to lie to me. Right? So if you're going to school and the teacher's telling you, well, you can do X, Y, and Z here, and we never have to tell your parents, that is so insane. Mm -hmm. And not only that, transitioning at school behind your parents' back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. Like, I I just can tell you, nope, just straight up, nope. And that's where we're in a big. And so I just want to ask you the question real quick, because we all know about the lady in Canada. I can't remember what school, the the trans lady with the big, gigantic (laughs) boobs. (laughs) wow (laughs) i think that that he's trolling them i think i I think that he's trolling him and i think it's genius 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 because it's really just shining a light on this and the fact that they would protect the teacher over the children is horrendous I mean, it's everyone horrendous. in Canada should, my, my dad's Canadian, by the way. He's like, I'm so glad I moved out of that country. <laughs> my dad is just like, We are California. What? We're California. And That's we right. literally have state controlled media. So everything that we don't have Fox News here. So there's tiny little independent journalists, right? So um, people don't understand that 90% of the media they take in has gone super woke way far left so they just go along with it we don't wow. really have those balanced narratives like you do in in the states and that's one thing we 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 will fight for here and i i know that but at the same time you know i'm really caught in the middle of not only politics because you know I, i'm totally a liberal there's i'm not left there's a big difference to me yeah left well yeah. i am not anywhere near that stuff is like boy so so no i'm a much more liberal but i would say it could be my age you know it could be life's being around being a parent now you know i've moved a little more conservative in certain parts of my belief system but i'm not i'm not over there and i'm not over there i'm really and i find that a lot of people today have become this we we all feel more middle space which to me mm-hmm. feels more reality based you know more more caring about our children understanding what all all of these things mean when that woke stuff is killing us and it's here too yeah. i mean i would say the media here is more more liberal than it is more conservative but i think the conservative media is really coming up and really pushing against these narratives and we're lucky i didn't realize that you had state run uh uh media that's scary that is actually scary we fund, yeah, billions of dollars um, is, is what we pour into that. So they never critique the liberal government. Wow. 
So woke is something that I've talked about a lot lately, and I've been getting a lot of heat about it. And, you know, labels are labels are always divisive, right? And yeah. it's just yeah. we use labels because they're easier than going yeah. through the long explanation. Mm -hmm. And I literally went and Googled woke the other day. And the definition of woke says you care about other people. You're awake <laughs> to social issues and you care about other people. So I think this is why people get defensive when I say woke, because they're like, oh, she's some far right racist white supremacist conservative that hates people. When I, when I say woke, what I'm looking at is where we've gone too far, where it is leftism, where it is selective intolerance, selective rage, cancel culture and denial of reality that's what i think of when i when i say woke and woke is destroying social justice it's destroying the queer community it's destroying things like look racism exists um, intolerance to gay people exists and wokeism is increasing division intolerance because people no longer they're starting not to care because they're like you guys have lost your damn mind you've lost your mind that's right no you're right and you know woke has been appropriated from the black community which no one ever even talks about either but you're right that's exactly what it means it means you care it's like a human rights thing right you want everybody mm. to have the the the, the every, you want everyone to coexist in this world on some level and everyone have rights that's my that's who i am i'm the man of coexistence i'm the man of finding the space and that we can all find space in this world there's enough for all of us you don't have to run over and so that's why i get so mad when i see this trans women are women and like literally taking space from women with no regard for that. And I'm like, but wait a minute here. You're literally taking space. The space you want can be coexistence. If you're, if you have a little bit more um, understanding of the woman's space, instead of just riding right over it, like, bam, you know, every, everyone's a transphobe and, you know, women are, women are, women are just a social construct. And I mean, my God, they're not even thinking about how women feel about this. There's no, there's no uh, empathy towards the female space. And I think women, trans women would be welcomed more if they understood that and stopped, you know, saying that we're women and sort of overriding this idea that in this whole idea that we even have to answer this ridiculous question of what is a woman? They're not asking what is a man? Never the conversation is about men, ever, ever. And I, I bring that up a lot. I don't know if you notice that. I'm like, well, how can we not asking me what is a man? How can we not asking me? Am I, you know, I need to have man space. No, I don't. I don't need to have any space. I can just be in space. So so uh, that being said, I, I that's really a huge part of my fight as well. I don't like this overriding of spaces in regards to trans liberty, right? Because we never wanted to do that. We always wanted to coexist in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's strange that we don't allow women who are tomboys just to be tomboys too, because yeah. yeah. that, that also is a thing. You can just be a tomboy. I was a tomboy growing up. Most girls were just so, you know, I put a, I put a question on my Twitter. I have it pinned to my, and I think the question says, if you were, if you're a woman who grew up very masculine or a tomboy and you grew up today uh, living your life as a, as a woman and whatever, please tell me, you know, I got, I like, it blew up. It literally went viral. I had like 30,000 likes and like 4,000 women telling me exactly what you just said. 
Exactly. They said if they would have grown up at this time, they would have they would have been pushed into transitioning. And I agree. I totally agree with that. All of a sudden, stereotypes are back in fashion. Right. Because that's all that is. You're just if a kid dresses like a boy, they must be a boy. That's a stereotype. You know, Mm -hmm. so why can't a girl dress like a boy? And I thought we were over that. I thought we got rid of those stereotypes. But this new trans agenda is is actually reinforcing a stereotype back again and not letting a kid just play in their the gender fluidity that they want to play in because most kids have a gender fluidity. And your transition happened over decades from what you're hearing. How fast is this funnel now? Someone is a tomboy. They, wow. they meet with a therapist or counselor. How fast is that transition now? Oh my God. I would say in a month, I would actually say that, that cause remember we have affirmation therapists, affirmation. So my, ten, so my 10 year old says, Oh, you know, dad, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like a, I want to be a girl. Okay. I take my kid to the affirmation therapist. The affirmation therapist says, so Tommy, what, what do you, what's going on? It's like, I, I just want to be a girl. I'm okay, cool. That's, that's the therapy right there. Okay. So maybe we should start you on puberty blockers. Cause if you don't put on puberty blockers, they're going to kill themselves. And that's exactly what's happening in these spaces. And then they're lit. It's fast tracking, right? We call it fast tracking now because it's, there's no therapy involved. There's no time for a parent to have some time to sit and think about this, which is what they should do because they're making a life choice for their child, which I also feel is disgusting that we're putting that on parents, you know, Mm -hmm. to make this insane choice. I could never make that choice for my kid, nor would I, unless it was serious therapy and he was really going through it. And, you know, I saw what I know I need to see. That's different. But Mm -hmm. I would not just take at face value that my kid is a girl because he says he is. I wouldn't do it. And what's wrong with therapy? Like <laughs> therapy is amazing. I, I have gone to the best therapist. That's I hire, right. I pay people big money to, <laughs> to give me that kind of care. Well, my kid has been in therapy, he's in art therapy, all kinds of therapy, right? Because, you know, maybe his schoolwork was down. I want to see what's going on. And you know what I mean? I believe in therapy. I think therapy, like I said, but this new affirmation, that's not therapy. That's literally part of the system, right? It's a system to medicalize. That's how I look at it. And what you asked me earlier, money must be attached to this. They literally have on the stock market websites to invest. They're telling investors to invest in trans surgery as it's, you know, it's bound to be like a $5 billion industry. It's in black and white on the web, on the internet. So right there, I can prove to you that they're trying to monetize my space. There is an agenda for sure. I mean, I, I would love to just sit in in stupidity, and, which is scary enough. But there, there is a there's a trans agenda. There is something very sinister yes. going on. The the silencing, yes. the coming after little tiny children, putting drag queens into schools, doing sexual performances, sexual performances. You know, I work in this. So everyone knows I started in the pornography business. I create sexual products. I'm, you know, still attached to that space. I don't do porn anymore, but I have. And I, I have no problem. Like it's called adult entertainment. <laughs> People, it's called adult entertainment. I make, I make fantasy movies for adults. If you don't want to watch it, it's literally not your space. It's fine. So, so that being said, I am against that, right? And I, I because I understand the healthy sex is healthy. Learning about sex is healthy. You got to teach 
teach children at a certain age about sex. You've got to do these things, but Mm -hmm. in a way that the parents are also involved. And also you've got to do it in a way that's really slow because it's scary. You think, you think kids aren't scared of sex. They are, it's weird looking, or you know what I mean? Like these things. And if you start showing kids weird sexual things at seventh and eighth grade, I think they're going to be freaked out by sex. They're not going to feel it as a organic kind of beautiful, right? Procreation and all the beautiful things that can come from sex. But I I feel like they're teaching kids weird stuff. And that's coming from me, (laughs) which is kind of funny. They are, they're teaching kids weird stuff. Yeah, it's it's not age appropriate. I've seen some of the books. Again, it's more in the states than Canada, but I always have my eye on the states because mm-hmm. we're like the we're like the little brother, right? It just takes true, us a true. little while. Whatever the states does, eventually Canada will do. And these books are pornographic. They're they showing are. photos of oral sex. They're talking about rimming. They're like going into graphic detail with photos. And it's in elementary schools. Oh. It's deeply disturbing. So I've talked a lot about Marxism in my podcast and the the first person that I ever found to talk about this was was James Lindsay and he he -hmm. talks about the identity politics Mm -hmm. and why people are like climbing up the ladder to be in these different identity groups because it elevates your status was Mm -hmm. was one of the reasons but what we're doing to our kids this was like my first like great awakening moment he was reading excerpts from Mark's original um, like handbook and it talked about the early sexualization of children and how that was a tool because Marxism is about disrupting and dismantling society wherever possible. Right. And how better to do that than (sighs) to get the kids. So you want to really get in the heads of kids and you disrupt that relationship. I'm going to send this to you after you're going to be blown away. It disrupts the relationship between child and parents. So the child grows up so frustrated, so disgruntled. They hate their parents when they grow up and then they eventually join the revolution. What are we seeing? Everyone that's a leftist is turning into a radical activist. That's what do they chant? Destroy the system. And yes, there are some systems that need to go down. But when they're like defund the police, um, like burn down neighborhoods, you're like, no, 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 no. Yep. What? yep. You're wow. you're just ruining society. Well, I mean, again, you know, we're talking about young people, right? And this is called academia. Academics has a huge play in this. I, I hope you know that. I mean, a lot of this queer theory, a lot of this trans stuff is coming from academia from a while. And now it's just infiltrated and they're, they're, they're attaching it to these young people's brains. Because, of course, get the kids. You got power there because kids will follow their followers. That's that's how it works. So everything you said is 100 percent. I believe that I see it with my own eyes. But the sexualization of I didn't know that. And that Mm -hmm. just, and I, but I do see this desire to separate the child from the parent. I do see that a hundred percent. I see that. I see it in the angry, the way kids are so angry at their parents because parents Mm -hmm. write me all, all the time. I get so many, help me, help me. I don't know what to do. My kid just one day was totally normal. Came home from school and was like, F you, I'm a dude, call me they, them, slams the door. I want a binder. I'm like, whoa, that's what's happening to kids are being, you know, sort of on some level sucked into this uh, 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 ideology. And that's totally Marxism. Wow. It's so it's so scary because they're using the kids. I knew it. I always saw that. That's right. And adults can do whatever they want. Like you can get your jollies off wearing a penguin suit for all. That's right. My, My kids don't need to be sexually liberated. My children don't need to be sexually liberated. 
Uh, cartoons. That's Let's right. No, kids don't need to have any sexual shit around them. I'm sorry, but they need to be taught certain things. I do believe that because, you know, there mm-hmm. are creepy weirdos out there who do creepy weird shit. And so we need to give kids the awareness of, of that kind of stuff, like not touching you in certain spaces. Or if that happens, you know, you've got to tell the teacher right. stuff like that. But that that's not sex education. Right. And if you're giving if you're showing kids blowjobs and rimming like you're you're a sick person. That's, that's right. sick. That because that's not just sex. That's moving into another direction of fetishization and all these things that can be great for an adult. But a child's going to be scared when they see God. If I showed my kid rimming, he would lose it. He'd be like, "Why?" He would. He would never be able to get it out of his brain. <laughs> that's like that's actual child abuse. That is child mm-hmm. abuse. <laughs> I think Gays Against Groomers is one of my favorite accounts right now. Gays Against Groomers and Trans Against Groomers. And they are being canceled. They're getting disconnected from PayPal. And it's literally gay people trying to stand up for our children. That's right. And they're saying, look, why are you sexualizing our kids? You're a groomer. That's right. That's right. And they get so that's very telling there. Right now they're getting kicked off of everything. Yet all of I belong to it. All of us belong to it because we're LGB and we believe that this needs to be, you know, and I know I left out the T over there. But <laughs> but the, the gays are concerned because we've always in the gay community, which I consider myself also a part of that, that they we have always fought against pedophiles. Cons, I remember back, you know, in the 80s when that NAMBLA, right, which is the National Association of Man, boy, love—that's what it's called. National, which is a pedophile group, and we were—we were all, no, you're not connecting to the gays because they already think we're a bunch mm-hmm. of perverted weirdos, and we want to go after kids. So it's been forever that we have literally distanced ourselves from, and now they're trying to infiltrate themselves back into our communities in these weird ways and saying like all these fetishes are normal trans behavior or whatever, whatever they're saying it's, it's grooming. So yeah, the reason we're getting kicked off is because I think that ideology of this has been so infiltrated into the, the sort of woke social media platforms, or do they even care or are they using all of this for us to sort of hate on each other? I mean, there's a lot of theories that could come out of that. Oh, my conspiracy brain could go all over the place. I mean, is is there a pedophilia agenda? Are there people in charge that are trying to normalize pedophilia? I mean, I don't want to go there. And it sure looks like that. Well, they renamed it. So right there, you know, they did. They are maps. Now it's called maps. Minor attracted persons. What? Don't try to hide under a new because I we all expose it. If you see maps, it means pedophile. So don't even mm-hmm. try it, right? And you can't even write pedophile on any of your social media. You'll get you'll get banned or kicked off. They won't even let you write the word anymore. So that's yeah, we right. better protect those pedophiles. That's right. So you know, I will be no, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> I will not. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's okay. So that being said, I do think it needs to be studied. I I don't think it doesn't, just like a serial killer. Serial killers need to be studied. Yep. We need to study this brain, but we don't need to say it's okay because it's not okay. If you know any kid that has been molested, including myself, you know goddamn well that is a trauma that will be with you for the rest of your life. I don't care if you call it yep. consensual. It's not consensual. A child cannot 
make that. I didn't make that choice. That choice was put on me by an adult, which I thought I was supposed to do because the adult was telling me to do it. You see what I mean? So that's a bunch of bullshit. You cannot say that a child can consent to a sexual space with an adult. It's just, it's not true. No. And just like kids can't get tattoos for the same reason, why are they allowed to have this incredibly dangerous and invasive surgery? And now that's attached to the trans community. Pedophiles are attached to the trans community. How offensive. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I want to like beat the crap. I'm like, what? That's why I'm here. No way will it ruin what it did for me and save my life and gave me life and gave me everything you see in my whole life because of my transition. I would not be here if I did not transition. But none of the stuff you see today is is has anything to do with transitioning. It's a private space. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, transitioning is a private. Most people want to transition, look like a man or a woman and go back into the world and become a badass. That, those are all my trans women friends. All They're pilots. They're, you know what I mean? They're incredibly successful women, but they don't go around saying I'm trans. You know what I mean? They just become women and, and, and everyone loves them and no one cares. And that's what I want the world to see. What you're seeing is not trans. These people are insane and they have an agenda and they have some crazy agenda to take over the world and make everyone submit to them. It's sick. (laughs) Do you know much about Soji or Kinsey? Well, y'all Kinsey, of course. Yeah. But not Soji. I don't think. Soji, maybe that's in Canada, but a lot of the gender curriculum that we're teaching right now comes from a convicted pedophile. That's right. That's right. And for everyone that likes, (laughs) you'll tell people that one, they think it's not true. Um, He, he uh, attacked his own grandchildren. That's Soji. Can you spell that for me? Spell that for me. S-O-G-I. Right. Okay. Excellent. I'm going to do a little research. And then for people just to hear that and then know that that's where our curriculum came from and just go, "Hmm. oh, well, I'm sure it's not. Well, we're doing a good thing now. I'm sure it's not a big deal. Like it doesn't that doesn't bother a lot of leftists. It should freak everybody. Like, How can that that not bother you? It should be canceled immediately. Canceled this whole curriculum. Done. 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 Wow. That's shocking. See, we, we're, we're literally, that's what we're, that's what their agenda is. And it, see, it starts in academia. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're totally trying to, um, what's the word I'm looking for to, 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 to st- um, unstigmatize pedophilia. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to unstigmatize it, to act as if it's completely normal and, and, and healthy. It might be normal and healthy for the adult, but it's sure as hell not normal and healthy for the child. What is wrong with everybody? All you got to do is interview anyone who's been molested. And they're going to tell you it was the worst thing that they can't get it out of their brain. They have, you know, horrible trauma, maybe sexually, maybe whatever. I mean, it's just ridiculous. We've proven that this cannot be a healthy sexual space and it isn't so yeah i know it's happening here kinsey all of that stuff you know we have statues and and stuff and you know i don't i don't i don't get it i just don't i don't understand once the kids came into the picture my friend is when i stood up i will not let kids be shoved into this space and operated on and told they're trans when they could just be a gay kid right or they could grow up to just be a lady with a bunch of kids and a husband and having a a beautiful life Mm -hmm. (laughs) like why do you want to medicalize a kid straight out the gate that's just sick and that that says to me something's amiss here and and some because you're not working in any other case if the kid had some kind of 
God forbid, some horrible disease. Well, you try to figure it out. You know, you bring the kid through all this space, you give them certain treatments, or you don't just shove the kid into one treatment and hopefully they'll hopefully they'll bounce back from it. You you said you saw a lot of hope right now, like you're seeing the light. What what are you seeing right now that's that's making you feel okay about our trajectory? So I see people like you, number one, number who hear me. So that's mm -hmm. number one, because now my voice is going into your people where your people might not necessarily think there's hope. Now they're going to hear somebody like me and they're going to be like, oh, not all of them think this way. So there's that. OK, and I get asked to be on a lot, a lot of podcasts now. So it's excellent. And it's why I show up and I why I appreciate you putting me here. So there's that. Number two, there are exposure. They're 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 they're, they're exposing. So 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 these people. So, you know, when people get too comfortable in their space, that's when they start making mistakes. And so the mistakes are coming out now. I don't even want to call them mistakes, but the reality and the and the lies are being shown. So so, for example, Vanderbilt um, Hospital in San Francisco, right, had a whole video that they put out, I think, four years ago, talking about how trans surgeries <laughs> will make a lot of money for this hospital. So you try to bring them in here. Top surgery can make you this bottom. Surgery. literally sitting there saying a million dollars. I heard a million dollars. I mean, busted, person. busted. So what happened? They shut down. They actually shut down. They're not doing surgeries there anymore. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, UK, which I said earlier, Tavistock, Mermaids, which were put on a pedestal. They couldn't be, they could not even be penetrated. They were so powerful. But here's the mistake they made. So do you, do you know about the LGB alliance in the UK? And now there's one here in the United States. No, no, they're, they're an amazing alliance that that separated from the T. And I support it because the T shouldn't be with the LGB. And I told you earlier, the T is being very homophobic. And so I, I support the LGB alliance. So the LGB alliance as well is exposing. So, so they also... Uh, uh, they they submitted for charitable uh, status in the UK as a charity. Mermaids is a charity. So LGB Alliance went and tried to get a charity uh, and they uh, and the mermaids tried to stop it. They actually tried to stop. It's the, in the history of any organization trying to get a charity status. That's the first time that has happened. So mermaids trying to think that they're all high and mighty tried to stop LGB Alliance. They lost. And because of that, now mermaids got investigated. You see, when you get too comfortable in your stupid lying space, you make mistakes. And so those are some of the examples I'm bringing to the table to show you that these are, it's falling. It's actually falling and it will continue to fall if me and you and everyone else starts to stand up and not be afraid of this false narrative. So mm -hmm. I do understand you can lose your job and I do understand you can get canceled and those people shouldn't necessarily, but what they should do is do it silently in a way that maybe supports people like us or helps mm -hmm. you know, an organization to push, to push against these agendas. It's not so bad getting canceled. Like once you go, <laughs> once you go through it, then you're like, you make it to the other side. You're like, that wasn't so bad. I mean, I, I sort of got canceled on some level where my products, my trans male products, you know, took a dive, but it's all right. I, I'm, I'm a survivor and I figure stuff out and there's many markets out there that I haven't touched. So, you know, that's good. Maybe it's a sign from the universe that I, I it's time for me to figure something else out. And I'm all about that. I'm always about creating and evolving and becoming a, a better person. 
Well, and it is what makes us stronger. Like you said before, there's a lot of people just trying to avoid their uncomfortable feelings. So they're looking for this quick fix, right? That's right. But so even going through that process of being canceled, that it was horrible. I, I initially started speaking out against like the health measures and I really got attacked. But and then I did lose things at first. Yeah, but then, that's right. But then you just stand in your integrity, realizing that who you are is so much bigger than your identity group. That's right. And we're emphasizing identity groups so much. You have to do and say whatever is required to maintain your status. And this is why people like you and me are a problem. We're like, we actually don't care if we belong to a group. We're uncomfortable. (laughs) No, you hit it on the head. That's why they're so scared of me. There, I'm a transsexual person on top of it, right? So you can't necessarily get me kicked off. Twitter gives me a free pass to say whatever I want and it's freaking people out. And my numbers are going up because I'm saying things that you wouldn't be able to say. You would get kicked off called being called transphobic. So that's what I'm trying to say. Give me that thing to say, I'll post it. it people send me stuff <laughs> all the time. I post it, I post it. They can't take it down because it's coming from a tranny. So, <laughs> it's so awesome. I, I just think it's awesome. Awesome. Because I, like I said, go ahead and cancel me that that we are powerful. And that's that we're the people they're scared of, because we won't shut up. And we'll find a new way, right? We'll find a new platform, there'll always be a platform for us to put our voices on, as long as we understand how powerful and the people who support us are a very important part of our message. And people want to support us. I, I believe people, mm-hmm. more people want to support us than not, but they're just, you know, they've been put in this really fearful state. Because it's a lot. It's a lot to be yep. called a, a racist, a bigot, a homophobe. That that's a lot. Sick. Those are those are scary labels. I I guess yep. why I get it. It's why they use them, and they've done their yep. homework. Those I call them, I don't call them trans activists. I call them trans terrorists. They're terrorists. Mm-hmm. They've created a whole manifesto, and they're terrorists. And if you go and even look at any of the uh, LGBT events that happen, and and the way the trans voice has impo- uh, overtaken everyone else's voice, and and they're and they're insane. If women show up, they they beat women up. They they've done it. They Fred Sargent, who's an iconic gay man who actually marched for Stonewall. Which was beat up at Vermont Pride. Are you kidding? He's a 72-year-old gay man who fought for our rights. He was beat up by trans activists. So I have an interview with him that's going up on my YouTube real soon. So, you know, no, no, we need to expose that. That's that's not LGBTQ community. That's terrorism. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know what? It, it sucks getting called names. And, and so what? And yep, so, so what? We're, we're so beyond that now. It's names. I've had my ass beat for being a gay woman. You know what I mean? Like a butch. Like I've had I've had physical violence uh, attached to me. You can't. Words mean nothing. Remember, sticks and stones may break my bones. Remember that. Words may. Ne- it's just not true. You can't hurt me with words. I, I understand people who are not used to it. It does feel. It feels horrible at first. But once yeah. you realize that's all they have. That's all they have is just really those is. words. That's it. It means nothing. And that. So that's where the light is coming from. You. You. We all. And on some level, let's use the real word. And we're, we're woke now. Yeah. <laughs> we really are. We. We want fair and we want human rights. (laughs) Well, and that just comes back to just knowing who you are, like your message of self-acceptance. Like Mm -hmm. someone called me a homophobe the other day and I, and I I just laughed because literally wherever I go, I seem to just find 
the gay people. They're they're my yep. favorite. Yeah. So I'm like, you can say you say whatever you want. It's actually because I love gay people so much that I have cared for my trans friends growing up that right. this is really concerning for me because this hurts actually everybody. That's right. This hurts right. the community. This hurts children. So because I care is, and this is the same reason you do, it's because you care that you're speaking out. You're a true ally, by the way. You are a true actual ally. That's somebody who actually cares. You're not hate. You're not pushing against them saying F you. Blah, blah, blah. No, you're just saying, mm -hmm. and that's a true ally. The allies we have now in the trans community are scary. They're the ones who a lot of times overspeak trans people and call me trans folk, the, the allies. So that's what I was saying early on. Like these allies think they're doing this really great thing because they're being cheered on by the scary fake trans people that they think they're doing and they're the ones who are actually creating a lot of damage but you are i see you care you're not here because you hate trans people you wouldn't have me on or you know you care about the future of this community and you care about about all people so they're just doing that because it's called gaslighting remember everyone gaslights on this on this it's an easy thing to do is to gaslight people but once you understand the 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 definition of gaslighting you're like oh because i didn't understand it at first and then i looked it up i'm like Oh, I'm literally being gaslit every day. Right? Yeah. A am I transphobic? <laughs> I, I, no, I, was, <laughs> I was actually thinking to myself, am I transphobic? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing that the pendulum swung way too far because it's the only thing that maybe that would have turned us around. Well, also, I think this is a huge lesson. It's a huge lesson. Let's not forget this ever in the history of our human race. We cannot forget. It's like we can't forget, you know, we can't forget certain like Vietnam War. We can't forget certain things like even civil rights in this country. We can't forget these things and what we fought for and where we've come. You know, I hear black people in this country say that they wish we were they were back back further. They they don't feel like the rights of black people have pro progressed in this country and they feel like it's worse. And they even mm -hmm. speak against BLM and they say it's ruined what they have. So, you know, in lots of different communities, they're hurting from this new woke left nonsense that's happening. And so that's my point being is we cannot forget this time in, in, in our period of because we can never let this happen again. We can't this, especially my country, you know, your country, you have a little different government space here, but we really do live, I think, in a supposedly a democracy space. And we need to fight for that. And we're allowed to have different opinions and we're allowed to have different beliefs and we're allowed to live our own truth as long as we're not hurting other people. And we've lost that way. It's just, it's not a democracy in this country anymore. It's becoming sort of, communists on some level. I, I I said that today in my live, I was talking about fascism. So you always hear the left media pointing at the right and calling That's them right. fascists. But when you actually <laughs> understand what fascism is, it's controlling thoughts, actions and opinions, That's right. which is really only what the left is doing like it can happen on either side but that's the left right that's now. right that's yeah. exactly right so they're they're li they're lying they're literally lying about who and what they are what they stand for i mean we have we have officials like you know people leaving the parties here leaving the democratic party and going to do you know how like that's pretty mind-blowing in this country for a democrat to leave and go to a, to the republican side is just mind-blowing but you watch it's totally happening people are just yeah going over there and that party needs to wake up because they're yeah. they're they're just going along with this whole agenda it's money based it's all money based yeah 
I mean that, yeah, that's what I did. It flung me so far to the right. That's I was right. Like, I was like, bring Trump in, like, whatever you need, <laughs> stop this, whatever you need to do. No, it's and, then, true. <laughs> and then eventually when you ride the pendulum enough, you find like the middle again. Right. And I think that's I'm right. like you, I call myself a liberal idealist mm. and a conservative realist. Mm, really am in the middle, but yeah. More and that's, light needs to be shot on what's going on on the left. Well, sometimes I do think middle is great because you, you're more mm-hmm. open to everything. I'm open to hearing here. I, I am. But it doesn't mean I, I only I'm, I'm not a guy who just has one way of being, if that makes sense. I never have been. I sort of always like all kinds of things and experiences. Yeah. And, and I think that just sort of on some level makes you a more well-rounded person. I think today people are choosing sides. They might not necessarily believe in those sides, but they feel adamantly that they have to stay in that side. So that's why I'm saying now that people are leaving that side, that says to me that, wow, that things are going to change. They just are. And, and that's just this, not necessarily a good thing on, for trans people like myself. And it's going to be a bumpy ride, but I'm willing to take that bumpy ride to save the kids. Mm. Which is, I think that's just the most perfect place to end here. It is just all about the kids. And if you're listening and you care about trans people as you should, then you should listen to Buck because everything that's happening is making things worse for this community. And we're going to see the ramifications of this with our kids. We're already seeing it. It's going to be really bad in a few years as people realize they made a mistake. Yep sad my friend but let's let's make things happen here and be, be you know be, between me and you i do see it and i do appreciate you a lot you, you really make me feel like people are hearing me and the other people that are with me and i will just be so sad if we continue to do this to these kids it, 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 it can make me cry i'm not kidding like i it saved my life and i don't want anything else but that for these kids but when you tell a kid to cut their breasts off and that everything's going to be better you're lying to them that Mm -hmm. is the last thing a child should be doing is removing a body part because they think it's going to make them feel better when it's actually made them feel worse so yeah 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 thank you friend it means a lot to me thank you so much for coming on here no we need to help that kid deal with their problems first and then if they need to transition as an adult by all means by all means but we're ignoring problems and they the kids need support right now yep yep well you are very brave my friend again it's weird that this has to be a bravery thing but i know it is it actually is it's only messy (laughs) but that's it i'm that guy i'm the fighter i love kids and they will not they're not on my watch no way not on my watch And you know what, podcasting, social media might kind of seem like a silly thing, but this is actually how we fix this. This actually is how we make a kind and inclusive and progressive society is through mutual respect and conversation. That's it. Conversation. That's, boy, why do you think I I try to go to that media? I'm like, you know, CNN, I mean, um, Fox has me on, like, you know, TPUSA, all these very right-wing conservative shows. And I love it. I'll go right on there. Those people Mm -hmm. need to hear me. But my... (laughs) my people won't even let me speak on there. That should tell everybody Mm -hmm. everything out there when I don't get to have an opposing opinion, when I don't get to say this is not right, because how come there's only one voice representing the trans space? That doesn't, that should make everyone be alarmed. (laughs) 
Yeah. And one voice that's not just telling their side of the story, telling lies. Lies. Lies, lies, lies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, friend. Thank yeah, you so I much. I really appreciate this conversation. Yeah, I appreciate you. Just when you get it out, let me know. And I'll post it everywhere. And, you know, me and you are connected now. So whatever you need from me, just let me know. And let's work together and make change. We're in a new community now. It's called The Cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm stealing that T-shirt. <laughs> right on. Thank you so much. Thank you, friend. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Guys, what a show. I just love people like Buck. I love the sense makers. I love people that are brave enough to simply tell the truth. What a wild concept these days. And as the world gets more and more kooky and people take things way too far, as we're seeing (laughs) everywhere, (laughs) I'm going to gravitate more and more towards people like Buck. And again, I need to reiterate that I believe in true diversity, true inclusivity, not selective tolerance, selective rage. There's a lot of things going on in this world, and it's going to require people like Buck and I being willing just to have a conversation about it. Um, I did make one error possibly in the show talking about Soji. The Soji curriculum comes from Kinsey and it's challenging to dig up information on both because it is definitely actively trying to be hidden. I'm going to do more digging for you. If you have more information on that, I would love to hear. But if you do want to hear more about what's going on in terms of curriculum, absolutely investigate Kinsey. It's a whole other episode on its own. It's a horrific origin story of where gender curriculum came from. And it's worth an investigation, especially because they're, they're teaching this stuff to our kids. Now, Canada is very different than the States. So I encourage you all just to get really involved in your school boards in your communities, not to run in their guns a-blazing, but to start conversations with your teachers, start asking for resources, start asking for the curriculum. Because I do think every school is going to be different. Every country is going to be a little bit different, but definitely watching what's happening in the United States and knowing whatever they do in the United States, eventually Canada will follow. I think it is important to know exactly what's being taught to our kids. And if you took anything away from today's conversation, it is that most of the things we are doing right now are actually pretty harmful. Canada isn't doing all the things that the United States are doing right now, but again, we're next, right? Whatever happens in the States, Canada seems to follow. So it's really time to pay attention. And if you're a parent, Build that relationship of trust with your child now. Make sure that you're not getting swept away by narratives. If you have questions, ask questions and get your kids to be critical thinkers as well. If you guys like today's 
podcast. If you love Buck and you want him on here again, please send us a note. If you enjoy sense making, please think about giving us a like or a follow. Actually, don't just think about it. Please just do it. Follow us, subscribe to us, tell your friends about us, share us to your Instagram stories. We'll make sure that we tag you. It really helps us a lot to get our message out there. Um, really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this. Um, I love having conversations. This podcast was brought to you by The Sovereign. The Sovereign is my uncensored community where we give you everything you need to handle a world gone wild. We teach you sovereign skills for life. We have an online wellness studio with practices to ground you, fuel you, and soothe you. And we bring in other like-minded individuals into this community to teach you about everything from health, wealth, to spirituality. If you need support in a world gone wild, this is definitely the community for you. Check out the show notes to find the link to join or visit CarlaJoyTreadway.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time.